in. <laughs> All right. In no super. F Hang on. In no stupefaction. <laughs> I can't say the fucking word. Please edit this out. Oh no! Like, oh, please. No. Oh no! If John, you choose, to, if you choose to drink before the ape cast, no, 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 suffer not, the consequences. It's, it's the word. Uh huh. Okay. No, it's the word. Okay. Stupefaction. Yeah, it's a hard word to say. Shut up. Stupefaction. Stupefaction. <laughs> In no stupefaction here, Florida School Board pulls dictionaries from shelves in latest war on books. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe send and listen to it. <laughs> hey, David. Uh, you know. Hey, it, Don. It's it's an interesting thing because uh, you know once in a while things kind of work out. And you go, oh, there's some serendipity to this. Um, well, and- as as I wrote in my post-it notes last week, everything works out for a reason. Problem is sometimes that reason is fucking stupid. Yeah, some, sometimes. But but, uh, but, but one yeah, of the things one of the things the is positive side of things. Yeah, sure. here at the radio station, and it's, it's well known uh, at least to anybody that listens to this podcast. And I think Julie Rush has been uh, mum. Well, not here at, at work. You say here at the radio station, not our radio station. No, no. The here, station at the radio station, I've been working yeah. at for a little over a year, uh, and and you know I think I've. I've indicated some of my, uh, how was old... your one year anniversary? Did you get a, no, did no, but, cake no, for you? no, 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 nobody even noticed. Not nobody cared. Much, I, didn't, much, nothing. I didn't care. I didn't care. Um, the operations manager, the guy who, who hired me, uh, we found out that, uh, the other night that he is not going to renew his contract and is leaving the radio station now. Oh my. Wow. And, and where's he and, going? Uh, well, plan is he? Yeah, yeah he's he, he's moving to Indiana, uh, taking his wife, and uh, they're gonna to help with his dad and just kind of, I, you know, he doesn't really know. In fact, I asked him today. I said, "So, how are you feeling about that decision?" Because it's it's sort of a seismic shift. Because a, he is probably very likely the smartest person in the building. Um, yeah. He is very competent. Uh, he runs the, the, the. You know, I don't know how they're gonna replace him. I really don't. Um, and, uh, and, and he, uh, I, but I asked him, I said, how are you feeling about it? Because, well, I am content with my decision, but I'm scared for the future me. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I said, well, I don't want this to sound patronizing or, or, or condescending, but I'm fucking proud of you. Cause I've been watching this guy for the last year and he, he's beat, he's beat down. This whole experience has, has just really beaten him down. And, you know, every day, you know, he and I, at one point, he and I were, and this is months ago, but he and I were talking about how he drinks too much and I drink too much, right? And we laughed because he drinks too much because he's depressed and I drink too much because I'm bored. And those are totally different things, but, you know, it's, it's, just, it's a different kind of drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Different kind of drinking, but, uh, I've, I've been both and it's, yeah, it's a it's, very different. Depressed drinking is dangerous. Bored yeah. drinking. Kind of fun. It is fun. It is fun. I've, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch, I'm going to start drinking rye and some beer and I'm going to watch Transformers until I can't remember the ending. Dude, when I was drinking, because I was bored, I remember it was right about the time that um, I, I was just coming out of a depression from a yeah. relationship. And I was like, my life is good, you know, but it's Thursday night. I'm going to kick back and I'm, I got nothing to do. Except watch TV and drink. So I'm gonna pour a couple of scotches. Yeah, and I would watch. And maybe it wasn't thirty. Whatever night uh, The Walking Dead was on. Yeah, that was a thing. And I loved that show, and that was like my thing. Like this is, I'm excited now. Now this is my. thing. I don't have to be bored anymore because I have The Walking Dead and my scotch. Great. And then you know, seasons went on. My life changed. I got less bored. And The Walking Dead kind of started to suck. It did get a little sucky after a while, yeah. And, you know, the 
the pessimist in me blamed it on the writers. But looking back at it now, the optimist in me is like, nah, man, you were not bored enough to deal with this fucking shitty writing that it's always been stupid. No, actually, I don't, I don't think know. that's true. I think I think the first that. I think the first four seasons. The comments. What do you think, dear list? <laughs> yeah, I think the four, first four seasons were quite well written. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. he he made you know he, I did I said I don't want this to be condescending, but I'm fucking proud of you. Yeah. And he said, no, I don't take that condescending. And he said, he said, uh, he said, I got to tell you, he said, if if you hadn't come here this year, I probably wouldn't have made this decision maybe for another five years. And I, and by then, it, wow. okay. and by the, and by then it would have been too late. And I said, what do you mean? I said, I don't know if I want to. So you're, you're the catalyst for fucking up his family. That, yeah, exactly. I said, I'm not sure if I want to take credit. He said, no, you don't get credit. Yeah. It's, he said, it's my decision. Yeah. I've been thinking about it. He said, it's just that, you know, I'm 61 and I, I just kind of got it in my head that there wasn't anything after, after this. And he said, you're, you're a maniac. You, you know, you're just. <laughs> he said, you're a maniac and everything is like, you know, what's next and what can I do next? And it's, and he said, and sometimes I forget you're only three years younger, younger than me. And it's like, wow, this guy who's my age didn't give a shit. He's just going to keep finding new shit to do and, and changing his life no matter how hard he's had it. You know, he said, uh, he said, you know, he said, I love the casino book and it's making me want to write a book. You know, and I saw so I'm encouraging yeah. you to write a book because he's got a very storied career. But my favorite is that uh, that when he was a kid, he went to 21 different proms. And I said, that's a book. I want that book. I want to read that book. Yeah. I want to read that fucking book. So anyway, one of the things that I was thinking about was uh, this whole concept of sort of like starting over, you know, and 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 finding new things. And And so I guess the question is, how old is too old to be able to start over? And, and, and mm -hmm. is that, is that such a thing? I mean, I don't think I'll ever be too old to keep starting over just because that's kind of the creature that I was built into. But, you know, it's like, it's like if some, if, if the life that you have just kind of cascades or you get bored with it as, you know, I mean, sometimes that's the way it goes. You just get bored with the life you're in and you want to change. Is there, you know, how, at what point are you so calcified? in that job or that marriage or that, you know, town, whatever are you, at what point is it too difficult to actually shake the calcification off and, 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 and get back up off your feet and do something? I'm curious about that. Ask the question again, because I was reading up on uh, Rodney Dangerfield. What about Rodney Dangerfield? Well, I was just trying to figure out like, because I know he was older when he got his break. Yeah, but ask ask your question again. Oh let's, God, let's edit this out. I just like I'm not going to edit it out. I just like I just think that's interesting. Um, no, I, I guess the que the question is at what point? How 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 long do you have to be calcified? Is there a point where 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 you're just so stuck in your the way that this the the security or the safety that you've had in your life where it's just too difficult? to start fresh and do something new. I think that that depends on the individual. I mean, you know, at what point do we give up? Some people give up in their twenties. Some people give up in their thirties, forties, you know, Rodney Dangerfield, um, a fame, like I say that name, I, if, if everybody knows who it is, Rodney yeah. Dangerfield is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those that just like, Maybe he wasn't your type if he had like come up today, be like, Oh, I wouldn't watch him because whatever. Yeah. But like, you know who he is. Yeah. Um, he didn't get his big break till his like mid forties is when he like broke on the tonight show. The tonight show and, and all that. Yeah. Um, it, he had quit. If he had, if he had hit 45 and said, ah, well, it hasn't happened for me yet. I guess I won't do it. We wouldn't have. Back, back, to back to school yeah yeah and part of what made back to school so great is that he's an oldest fuck motherfucker yeah yeah that's what's funny about it so it's not only that you're just you know as the if you're an actor you know participating you know getting gigs but you're getting gigs that are written for you yeah yeah it could not happen without you yeah you're you are a specific 
uh, creature for that specific thing. Why do you suppose people do give up? That's I get. You know, I guess maybe that's that's oh, the heart of that's, it. Why? I mean, why that's, do, that's why an do easy you question? Oh, is it? Uh, well, it's an easy. It's an easy answer. Okay. Um, we we glorify youth. That's just you know. There's the the simplistic capitalistic answer, which is well. There's those forty under forty lists, you know, and okay, like good, you did it. You know, then you've got the Wonderkins, you know, you've got the Beethovens and the Mozarts and uh, the the Steve Jobses and the, who's the guy that did Facebook? Uh, Brad, Brad Feely. No, what's sucker, his name? Sucker, sucker, suck, suck my dick. Greg, Greg, Mark, second, Mark, 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 suck a dick. M- Mark Pretendables. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that guy, that guy. <laughs> So you've got these guys that like did really cool shit really early on, you know, did they blow their load too soon? I often wonder that I blow my load, my cool, all my creative, all my creativity in seventh grade, because it was a really hard <laughs> row between seventh grade and college. And then I had, I had another burst and then I feel like, oh shit, well, I fucking blew it. I, you know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm waiting for my other burst to come. Maybe Dude, you, let's see. All right, I just have to. I have to. I have to I'm define. Just for me to blow more cum. See, I have. I have to. Def- <laughs> I have to give you a definition that 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 I hold dear, near and dear to my heart. Because you talk about you like blow your cool. Here's the thing: as soon as you are looking for approval from anybody, whatever you're doing to get, that's not cool anymore. Because there cool, it is. Cool oh, is lit- the metric for cool is literally defined by the number of people. Well, no, no, it's by the number of people who disapprove of it. If enough people okay, disapprove yeah, of it, yeah, okay. it automatically becomes cool. That is the very definition of cool. That might explain every single reason that every relationship, every romantic relationship I've had has not worked out. Because as soon as they think I'm no longer cool, I'm no longer cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I do. Like, oh, he's not so interesting or dangerous or awkwardly funny. He's just boring and obtuse and offensive. Nah, that's Something fine. My lap is really dry. See, but see, the thing about it is, for me, being offensive is part of my fun, and it is, and 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 that's it's one of those things that I think is, is in you know in the Bush years, all I wanted to do is offend Republicans. Now, all I want to do is offend the progressives. And it's just like, wow, I just really just like to be offensive. It's fun for me. It's really fucking fun you for like, me. You like, you like to poke. You like to push. And I think that that will never get old, which is why, like, what you want to do in your life doesn't you – you can't age out of it. Mm. Other than, like, well, he's just an old man laughing or yelling at clouds. And, okay, but, you know – how do you yell at clouds in a way that is hip with the kids? Well, does Lewis see, again, I don't want to be hip with the kids. In fact, because okay, I think the kids are I, I fucking retards. I don't I want them to think I'm cool. I don't like I them for the I, most part. What I meant, and maybe this is this is at the root of the problem. What I meant was how do how do you be cool with? Those who are going to like, give me, give me, give me this stuff. Well, see, that's the thing. Part of that is the culture of it. You can't. I'm always thinking, I'm always David. as much as I hate capitalism, as much as I hate American capitalism, I'm always thinking like, how do we get people to see our shit and read our shit and hear our shit? I do too. You know, and laugh at our shit. We're not for the kids. No. The thing is, this is David. This is like seven people. David will be Bill Burr when he finally starts. It's, it's the thing is, it's why I don't ever enjoy, uh, like the, the last three sort of employment situations I've had. Yeah. Have, have been for organizations who, the sole thing is to sell, is to take money. It's all about money. It's a casino. It's fucking data mining. And it's fucking uh, commercial radio. And it's all about ads and sales and making the money, make the, money, the money. People? And the yeah. thing about it is that. How much can you get? That just turns me off. It does not inspire me. It kind of makes gross. me sick. I don't like it. And so to me. I got to tell you. I don't care if people like us as long as I like us. 
I had a conversation with one, one of my favorite clients that I work with at, at AJ and he works in pharma and we were joking and he was talking about just some frustrations about change to the, to the organization, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I made some joke about, you know, well, you know, but it's all about the, you know, it's all about the patient. Right. And his joke was like, no, it's all about the money, money. that, And he went on this fucking tirade. Yeah. And, and he, he was in on the joke, but like the acknowledgement of everything that quote unquote matters in America is about the money. It's even, even when it's about taking care of people, even when it's about providing. I think or, in general, I think, hang on, hang I on, think as a generalization, that's true. Sure. Because if you look at art, let's just take art in Chicago. And this is a, I'm being very general because I'm oh, yeah. plugged in. But if you look at like local art, it's all about, you know, the art of it, right? It's the art, it's the grit, it's the dirt, it's the truth. It's who I am. It's representing the underprivileged and the unspoken for. Blah. But that doesn't matter for shit unless somebody, if you're trying to make a difference, it doesn't matter for shit unless somebody who's got some, some, uh, connection be like, let me pull you up and put you in front of all these people. And then it becomes about how much can we, how much exposure can we get and the money to pro to promote this and that. And then it be, well, then what is it? Like, it's a combination of both. David, and David, that's the weird thing, David, I, and, and, and I think it's, it's one of the things, especially when it comes to art, you and I have lived on opposite, not opposite. I don't think we're opposite, but we're definitely on, on different sides of the fence. And, and that, in that you are you are you are Paul or you are John. I am Paul. Yeah, there's no question about it. You know, you're looking if if if, if we dare compare ourselves to the yeah to the, the, the what's that band the the, the tops Beatniks oh, Beatniks was it the beat no it was the Dave Clark Five. There you go. Thank you. Anyway, that's what it was. No, but that that's the thing is, I mean, I, I literally have art for art's sake in in Latin on my fucking arm, and I believe it. And so when you talk well, about when you talk about here's the thing. One, art for art's sake, fine, great, but it's in Latin. So like who can fucking read it? Nobody but you and, and smart ass smug mother. Exactly. Right? Fucking right. That's exactly why I did it. Number two, so I think I, I think I it's interesting. Tattoos that I've thought of that would be written in Latin. I'm like, well, I could do it in Latin. I would make it cool. And then I would go, nah, that's not that makes it less cool. No, it makes it more cool because you don't give a shit and more people disapprove of it. And but that's I did it because I don't give a shit. That's like this weird, like, I want to be punk to be punk. No, you, well, no see, David, that's the, that is the razor's edge that the you, you like want to be cool. Didn't like me. That thing is you want to be like the, David, this is the thing. And, and when it comes to art, you want to be seen. You want to be liked. You want to be appreciated. You want to be rewarded with the money to me. When I am appreciated or I am rewarded with money, I automatically think the art that I created is shit because people rewarded me because the most popular food in the world is McDonald's and that's shitty food. I had it for dinner tonight. It's Friday I, night. It's still shitty food. It's still shitty. It's not good well, for you. I got my order wrong. So well, there you go. But, but this yeah. is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is you can choose when to they, be, when they get their fries, right, man, dude, oh. all I'm saying is you get to choose. You can be a cool artisanal coffee shop their hash browns. or you can be a fucking Applebee's. And yeah, no, Applebee's I, is I very, very popular. makes a lot more money than the artisanal coffee shop. But I, I guarantee you that here's, here's Applebee's to me. I sit down the last time I ate an Applebee's. I mean, and this is, I don't even remember, it was 20 years ago, but last time I ate an Applebee's, I sat down and I said, I would like to have the orange chicken. And as an appetizer, um, since I'm on a chicken thing, I'll have the chicken tenders. And you know, the, and you know, the funny thing was, it was the same frozen chicken nuggets 
one without and one covered in orange marmalade. They were the same. It was the same. That's how bereft and lacking of anything but mediocrity that at Applebee's has. When you know that going to Applebee's, well, I didn't. But I at at the time I didn't know that, and that's when I learned it. And I went. That was the last time I went to an Applebee's. And so the the I guess my perspective is okay. Going back to the original question. I I think it can be, I think you're right. I think it does depend on the person. It can be the fear of letting go of safety and security. Yeah. That, you know, just exactly what, 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 what my friend said. It's like, you know, I'm, I am, I'm completely content with my decision to leave a job that I've had for 12 years and have no idea where I'm going. And yet I'm still scared for my future self. And I think that is a very normal thing. But if you're not willing to be scared and and face that unknown, if you're not willing to say, hey, I don't know what's coming next and I'm okay with that because, hey, I got to give it a shot. If you're not okay with that, then you're going to be stuck in some situations that you will then blame the world for how shitty your life is. And, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, I mean. For for good or ill, I mean, I've had some pretty rough knocks in my life, um, and but I also say I will also say that yeah, they were all somehow my fault. Whether or not I caused them, <laughs> where I caused them, you know, it's like okay, so I mean, get going to the the you know the topic du jour, you know, my wife became a prostitute. If we hadn't moved to Las Vegas. Maybe that wouldn't have happened. I was like, yeah, let's move to Las Vegas. Let's go. And I made it happen. And it bit me in the ass. Okay. I was, I, I'm fine with that. It's like, well, I, I would, I would rather do that. A long, slow death. If you guys have seen well, Exactly. And, well, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, swing, make the big, okay. make, swing big every time. And you're going to strike out as many times you hit a home run. But those fucking home runs are the sweetest goddamn things in the world. And at the end of the day, and this has always been my belief, no one lays on their deathbed in their last five gasps of breath before they have that death rattle in their chest and shit on themselves. Nobody looks at their loved one or the nurse or whoever happens to be there and says, I'm so proud of all the money I made. Nobody says that. I'm so proud of my credit score. I'm so pleased with all the strangers, the strangers that made me (laughs) feel good about myself. Nobody says that. Here's my question. Here's my question to you. How much do you think Rosebud cost him? Exactly. He didn't buy it. (laughs) <laughs> okay it was given Great. to him by his parents it was a kid's toy i think that well not I'm, I'm 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 caught up in the death rattle because i've i've watched two men that i you know respected and and i don't want to say model my life after but like really um uh what is it when you, the, 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 not the facade, the, when you're working on a building, the scaffolding. Okay. I've scaffolded my life based on these guys. My two grandfathers, I had three because my, my, one of my grandmothers remarried. Um, and I was at their bedsides, one for the near death and one for the absolute, and there the life goes. Yeah. And he didn't say shit. He was more concerned about me not shaving his face. You know, I was oh, trying to, like, well, and- hey, hey, Grandpa, let's clean you up a little bit and spit his dentures out. And that's what he's like. Fuck off, kid. Let me just shit myself in peace is basically what it was. Yeah. All right. That's, you know, and, sure. Hey, man. And I, I accommodated. But I, it, it, it's, it's hard because you, you develop these things along the way and you and I are different in this because we have these moments in our lives where it's like, okay, in our twenties, we don't give a shit. Fuck it. We're never going to die. We're immortal. We're going to fucking, we have our whole lives ahead of us. We have all the time in the world. Let's fucking do it. Then our thirties and forties hit. We're like, Oh fuck. And that happens for several reasons. One, we get married and we have to consider somebody else Two, We have kids. We have to consider other people. We have full-time jobs. We have to consider that we can't, risk that with our you know our clever our clever coy 
you know, irreverent whatevers, because that might get us fired. You know, all these things come into play and we start to like chisel ourselves back. And I have often lived in this, I found myself in this world with relationships where when I get a girlfriend, I have to pull back because I don't want she she loves, she first loves me for how fucking outgoing I am and how funny I am and how irreverent I am. And what a clever look at him own the room and clever. Oh, that was funny and not okay. But like, Ooh, he's a little dangerous. Oh my God. I'm so wet. My nipples are hard. And that's what I think happens to them in the moment. Right. It doesn't, it takes a lot of work to get the nipples hard. But what, what ends up happening is the nipples. <laughs> Where are you going with this? Where are you headed? I'm heading downtown, baby. You're heading somewhere. Their nipples. Let's get off the stop. nipples. Get off the nipples. Get off the nipples. <laughs> Jesus God. Their nipples go soft, things dry up, and they're like, wait, it's not funny anymore. Dude, all they do is look at you but, and realize that they could bench press you physically, and then their nipples get flabby. But why not? Why <laughs> Why was it funny then, but it's not funny now? And it's like, oh, it's the same. And I don't know. In my head, it's oh, it's just, it's just the same jokes again. That's possible. And maybe I'm just work. I'm just working workshopping. See, and David for the, here, for the and, and, and what I've what I've learned I, is, in, in terms of the microcosm and the microcosm, the microcosm being my marriages and the macrocosm being the world, is that the worst experiences I've ever had in my life is when I have done everything in my power to make someone else like me. Yeah. And so and that's just at that. 50, at nearly 58, I have determined either, and I've always kind of had this attitude, but then I find a woman. It's usually a woman because most people, I don't give a shit if they like me. The people that like me, to like me. And the people that don't like me, don't like me. And some people really don't like me. And Paul Teoto called and left me a message. said, yeah, I heard a rumor that you're coming back to Chicago. Some people might not be too happy about that, but I'm thrilled. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that's probably true. And I really don't care <laughs> one way or another. I, uh, that's not why I'm, I'm not going so that I can be embraced by the community. I'm going because that's where I need to be. That's There's stuff there. There's opportunity. There is that opportunity for me to start again, but really kind of going back to what you're talking about. It's like, okay, yeah, we do get chiseled away by tragedy, by loss. I mean, if there's any one consistent thing about getting older is that you just have to get used to losing people and things. That's what it is. It's just a constant state and and an avalanche of loss. And the, 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 the goal, or at least the, uh, the best metric for a good life is learning how to deal with that loss with grace and, and, and with an understanding of it. And here's the thing I've lost plenty, but I want to get back to, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want to be like I'm 20 where I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to live forever. But I also recognize it's something I learned this year. It's sitting in my apartment by myself for a fucking year is, yeah. is, you know, is that, is that the only way to really live? The only way to really live is to assume you're never going to die, despite knowing you will. Th that's just that's assume I, you're never going to fucking yet, die. If I haven't died yet, I never will. Our friend Nicolette put that on one of her dating profiles, and it attracted a guy who she is now married to and has two children with. So yay me! You know, I'm gonna, sure I'm going to take that win. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, you cannot give up, and it's and it's hard not to because our society, you know, and white women in cowboy hats at orchards everywhere will hear me and feel the best. <laughs> you know, it's time for white white male America to start hearing us, and I think that there is. I, I do believe that there is. I don't know if this is obvious, but through the cast, but like, I believe there is a sexism and racism and ageism that exists concurrently as a current underneath in a Ghostbusters 2 kind of way throughout American culture. That is not to say I am, you know, I'd argue, see this, I just want to say, I know I would say it's all culture. It's all, it's not American culture. Sure. It's not Western culture. 
racism and I mean, sexism. Women and children first. You're like, okay, fine. Well, did, Which I'm know. all for because like let let the children let the future live. You know, I'm I'm 75 years old. I don't need to live in the Titanic. I've lived a good life because I'm in first class. Maybe I'm in third class. I'm 75. But like I'm not gonna make it. It's not I'm working the boat. I'm not gonna That's, make it. You're in first yeah, class, and I'm working, and I'm working the fucking you, boiler room. You know, I'm working. The, no, I just have never. You know, that's actually a really good point is let's consider this is like, let's say that you're, how old are you Don? You're going to be, 50, I'll be 58 80? in February. Yeah. So you're, let's say you're 58 years old on the right. Titanic based on where you are. Capitalistically, you're probably a, you're working I'm, the boat. You're probably a third I'm, or second class work. I'm, I'm one of the musicians that had to keep playing while we sank. Okay. Ex- perfect. But you know your role, and that's that. And you've accepted, like, look, I'm not going to even try for the fucking lifeboats. Oh, because see, they're let the me thing out. is, I don't have a role in society other than to provoke and do shit creatively. That's the only role I have. My station, my station, if you want to consider that, or my cast, is that I will never be wealthy, but that is entirely a choice. It's not like, I mean, if somebody wants right. to hand me a hundred thousand dollars a year, I'll take the hundred thousand dollars. But if they said you had to work a shitty job, then I would not take the $100,000 a year for, I'd take it for a year. And then it's okay. Now what can I do with the rest of this money? Let's look at Katie and I, we have, we're second class passengers. We are not up there with Leo and Kate. We are, I don't even know. Actually, frankly, I don't even know if we would be second class. We might even be third class, dude. No, in your mind, in your mind, no, in your mind, you own a house or paying for a house, which meant you had somebody that could give you enough money that you could put a down payment on a house. You made like almost seven or almost six figures or maybe six figures in your job, but ninety thousand dollars a year is not almost six figures. Wait, now or in now? I, I'm making it over six figures. Okay. So, okay. So you're, okay. So don't for one second, fool, no, no, no. Don't for one second fucking fool yourself <laughs> in that you are not sitting in fucking first class. Okay. All right. Hang on. Let's don't fucking fool yourself and saying, Oh, I might be third class. Are you Hang fucking on. insane? Only somebody that makes more than six figures could ever have the audacity to assume that that is not at the top tier of society. All right. Hang on. Let me just. I've never in my entire life made more than six figures in a year. And I'm lucky to ever. But that's my choice. I've chosen nonprofits and teaching and theater. And, you know, I, I get it. It's not like I blame myself. It's not like I blame you. I'm certainly not jealous of the life you lead because apparently you are so blinded by the money okay. that you've had in your life okay. that you think making right. more than six figures puts you in second class on the Titanic. You're fucking okay. nuts. All right. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> I hear you and I respect that. And I looked it up. So, according to a an app I have on my phone about it's called Inflation Calculator, I would be making at the at the at the rate that I'm making now. I would be, in 1914, which is it's, it only goes back 100 years. Yeah. So not accounting for the two years of inflation okay. that existed in 1912, I would be making four million dollars. And four million and six dollars and seven hundred sixty thousand. You would definitely be sitting in fucking first class. In fact, right. you probably you probably have your own I, apartment on the fucking Titanic. No, dude, I definitely shot a third class passenger. That's exactly. That's exactly what you did. Boat. Yeah, one hundred percent. I fucking killed because, a poor human because being. that's why you have four million dollars because you don't spend it. You'd rather kill somebody for no, it. I spent it all on bullets, man. Okay, there you well, fair enough. Fair enough. Just in case. But yeah, but that's but that's the thing. God damn it. I didn't I didn't want to be that. I am. I know. You really are, David. What is this? But my point is this. As a as a firm <laughs> How am I gonna walk myself back from this one? You can't father. You can't. Let's just say, my dad never made more than four, five figures in his whole life. He's got a wife. But let's be clear, I'm not making that now. It's a lot different now. Wait a minute. You're not, you just said that you make over six figures at your job. Yeah, That's now. That'd be now. That'd be now. 
What no, it doesn't. No, 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 that's not what it affords me. That's how much money you make. If I, you've got, okay, trust me, there are, there are, there are poor people that have two children and don't Stop. need six Stop. figures to survive. Trust me, you spend the money that you have because you have it. That's okay. Don't be embarrassed about it, but please do not convince yourself that you're poor or that you're even middle class. You are upper middle class at least. And then you have a very wealthy family, so that puts you in a much higher bracket. You know, my this. family helps me out in crises. We know that. Yes, we do. Yes, yes. In fact, we do. And that has not been lost on me. But privately, in my own shit, dude, we are outspending ourselves. Well, that's we not are pulling from our savings, and that's dude, not us. I dude, get it. That's dude, that's speak. That's that's yet again. But my, my but my point. But it is, does it's not a put lot you more expensive to live today than it is in 1912. And, and I imagine, and I imagine for somebody that makes twenty two thousand dollars a year, it's a lot harder than it is for you. One hundred percent. of the news. In no punishment for flushing it. <laughs> Rally celebrates grand jury's decision not to indict born, born woman charged after miscarriage. What? Concept. Here we go. A grand jury declined to indict a Warren woman who was facing felony charges after suffering a miscarriage. The Tumbrell County Prosecutor's Office announced Thursday afternoon. Brittany Watts, 34 years old, she suffered a miscarriage at home after a series of doctor and hospital visits in September when she was about 22 weeks pregnant. After she tried to flush and plunge the fetal remains down the toilet, You know, I, I got to say it again. After she tried to flush and plunge the fetal remains on the toilet, a local hospital notified police that Watts was no longer pregnant. Well, you know, here's the thing. I remember I remember once I was dating a girl and uh and we went over to her grandmother's house and uh and I don't know what I'd eaten. I I don't know what I had to Is the is the Ben I, Fold song break? Yeah, That's yeah, what I'm doing right now. I, 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 I don't I don't know I don't know uh I don't know what what I ate but uh I had to take a shit and she, her grandmother had like this it was like the it was like a house with a basement and the basement had this really nice sort of like like the sitting room kind of thing and there was this little bathroom and so I went into the little bathroom because it was downstairs that way I could take because I knew I was taking a massive shit and you don't want to do that like feet from grandma. That's rude. So I, so I went downstairs, to the downstairs bathroom and I go down and I take, and I take a massive shit. I mean, I was proud of it. I felt good. And then realized that the only thing was in this bathroom because grandma never used this bathroom. There was no toilet paper. Then there was no Kleenex and all there were, were like hand towels, you know, and then not even like, you know, like dainty grandma hand towels, just like, just like regular size hand towels, right? And I thought, what the fuck am I going to do? So I had to wipe my ass. So I wiped my ass with one of the hand towels and then didn't know what to do with the hand towel. So I dropped it in the toilet and I flushed the toilet and it got clogged. And yeah. I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? And there was no plunger. There was no plunger, but there was a magazine holder. Like, you know, like you stuff. And, it, and so I start jamming this magazine holder, trying to, plunge this thing it didn't work so i it just kind of overflowed and i just went upstairs and pretended like it didn't happen and we had our lunch and then we left and i know that grandma went down there and there was my fecal matter just oh my god floating all over oh the thing god. and so and so i have to, i have to give the warren woman at least credit for trying to you know plunge it <laughs> your next news story for god's sake in my body no longer my choice thanks golden gate bridge after decades of advocacy 
Suicide deterrent finally comes to the Golden Gate Bridge. What? After Suic- decades of yeah. advocacy, suicide deterrent finally comes oh, to deterrent. the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, deterrent. So what's the deterrent? Yeah. Like a fence? It's a net. It's a <laughs> It's a fucking. They did a know, documentary a about the. Yeah, I know. they did a documentary about the fucking suicides of the Golden Gate Bridge, and they now just now went, "Oh, this is a problem." There's a whole movie about it. Can I tell you a really quick but fucked up story about I'll, that movie? Uh, sure. So my buddy Mike Ziegler, who we know is the impetus of a lot of my horrors and everything, he's my best friend that died, alcoholic, um, great dude. Except for this one thing that he did. <laughs> this motherfucker. So his girlfriend, Kara, God fucking bless this wonderful woman. He told me, he was like, hey, let's hang out on Saturday or it was some weekend day. He's like, Kara and I are going to go see a movie. You want to come with? And I was like, yeah, sure. I got time. But what's up? What, what are we going to see? He goes, oh, it's this movie about the Golden Gate Bridge. I was like, okay, cool. He goes, but hey, man, it's about suicide. So it's about suicide. So don't tell Kara because I want her to think that it's about like, you know, just like the construction of this, of the Golden Gate bridge. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's but, <laughs> all right, man. Surprise. Okay. So Kara, Mike and I meet up. We go to the movie. We watch this movie. It's a documentary about the Golden Gate bridge. About halfway through, you realize that it's a, it's a documentary, not a story about, the Golden Gate Bridge is it like you know about people that jump icon. all the people who jump off the it's fucking bridge. It's about fucking suicide. And Kara, halfway through, turns to Mike and goes, "What the fuck?" And he laughs. And she turns to me and goes, "What the fuck?" And I laugh. And then she looks at me like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and I went, "It was his idea." This movie is fucked up. Oh yeah, it's it's very it's very sad and, 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 was, and, and, and I grisly. I don't know why I was okay with Mike pulling this book because I was in on the joke and, and I knew how it was going to land not well with Kara. I should have said, Mike, this isn't cool. We shouldn't do this. No. But I fucking went with it, and I'm sorry, Kara. But yeah, like it's a fucked up movie. It is a fucked up movie. Well, I'm glad they finally. Sides. I'm glad they finally put a trampoline up to bounce the people. I, that's the weirdest. It's not a trampoline though. It's a net. I wanted to jump into a point. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, it. let's have some. Yeah, fun. let's have some fun. All right. In. <laughs> All right. In no super. F- Hang on. In no stupefaction, <laughs> I can't say the fucking word. Please edit this out. Oh no! Like, oh, please! No. Oh no! If John, you choose, to, if you choose to drink before the ape cast, no, 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 suffer not, the consequences. The it's, it's the word. Uh huh. Okay. No, it's the word. Okay. Stupefaction. Yeah, it's a hard this, word to say. Shut up. Stupefaction. Stupefaction. <laughs> In no stupefaction here, Florida School Board pulls dictionaries from shelves in latest war on books. You know, yeah, it, I this doesn't that word up. Yeah, it doesn't. This doesn't surprise me. Um, if you've ever been to Florida, um, it's just a bunch of shirtless uh, dudes and uh, and and fat. It's, it's it's the grossest state in the world. So I'm okay with them not knowing anything. They don't care. They don't read anyway. Here's the reason they, they removed the books. The dictionary. They removed the dictionary. Because, because, it has references to because the first word, the first, the first word in dictionary is dick. In Chicago truly has the best art. (laughs) 
The Chicago rat hole is the city's hottest new tourist attraction. I saw this. I love that. And all I can think is like, okay, did it naturally occur? Or was this a rat that got stuck in the asphalt when it was slowly, you know, the tar was like kind yeah. of doing Because it? it is really, it's, I think it's fascinating. I think it's hysterical. I love it. When I go to Chicago, I want to go find it. You know, I mean, it's just. That's well, nuts. the argument is that is it a rat or a squirrel? I think it's a squirrel. It's totally a squirrel, but it doesn't matter because it doesn't, it doesn't ha- matter. It doesn't it's matter. It's it's a rodent. A city in the it's nation. a fuck it's a fucking rodent pothole. And it it's it's amazing and it's it's sort of like like some people see the you know, like the face of Jesus in a potato. Yeah. I much prefer a rat in a pothole. I just so much I prefer it. A rat's asshole. And that's what I want to see because I believe. There you yeah. go. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you this. As far as rats and squirrels go in the city, I left Wicker Park, which is full of fucking rats. Our, I, I've written about oh, this. Yeah. talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rat fucking central Wicker Park. But here, we have no rats, but a shitload of fucking squirrels. And I fucking... I think I hate the squirrels more because the squirrels yell at you. Yeah, they do. Well, that's because you didn't feed them. Yeah, fuck off. I didn't feed them. Fuck, fuck you. I... You didn't let them play in your backyard. Here's where they fuck with us. I found, I've got a fucking neighbor, this motherfucker who leaves peanuts out. <laughs> the number of fucking empty peanuts. <laughs> this fucking squirrel goes to that house, walks six miles, half a block, <laughs> eats the motherfucker, and then leaves fucking shells on my goddamn pants, You know what I love this the most? Cunt. This this is the thing that makes me laugh so hard about that. This just that motherfucker is how much we like everybody in America. The most hated person in your life is somebody that lives right next door to you. The fucking squirrels. No, the guy who feeds the squirrels. My mom has a guy named Tom that lives next door who's a big MAGA guy. Yeah, fuck Tom. And she hate. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Yeah. No. Just the neighbors. Neighbors are the worst. In kids today, <laughs> bosses in the Biden administration are pressed over young staffers' anonymous letters. Yeah, but did, did, I read that article and or an article that was based on the idea. What I thought was interesting was in 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 an earlier in an earlier generation, the idea that that you know part of the part of the sort of contract that you make when you work for higher government is you can you can bitch about it in private but you never bitch about it in public about you know the boss you just don't do that but that's not this generation and what the biden administration realized was they were not feeling heard specifically on the on the palestine issue and so what they did was they said okay you dumb motherfuckers they didn't say that but they said all right Let's have some meetings so that you can tell us how you feel about it. And then they listened and they made some changes. And those changes were acknowledged as, oh, it's not exactly what we want, but they listened. And so really it was just that they weren't listening to their younger staff and the younger staff did what Generation Z does, which is I'm going to call you out. And that's what happened. Problem, solution. In remember, Pope Francis is still a conservative religious leader. Papa Frank comments on surrogacy. Yeah. He says surrogacy is a bad thing. Oh my God, my eyes. Mm hmm. Pope Francis comments on surrogacy. Jesus Christ. Rage and sadness among advocates. Yeah, no, I didn't. He, he doesn't like, he likes it. He thinks that the gays can be recognized as a couple, but doesn't like surrogacy. I think what it is, I'll be honest with you. I think what it is, is that Pope Francis is a very progressive Pope and he keeps throwing out basic tenets of the bigotry of the church and like just tossing them out, like saying, no, we don't believe that anymore. We don't believe that anymore, but he's getting a lot of flack. So he has to find something that really doesn't affect a whole lot of people. And so he, he picks surrogacy because there's well, a, like, 
there's not that many people that that affects. He goes, okay, well, I got to say something's bad because Catholics have to have something they're pissed about. They have to have somebody they think they're better than. That's a positive way of looking at it. Yeah. Catholics have to have someone they feel superior to. So I I told them they couldn't feel superior to the gays. I told them they can't feel superior to women. So, all right, surrogacies. Yeah, you're superior to surrogacy, so now quit bitching. And the Catholics are very satisfied because now they have someone they can feel superior to. I think Pope Francis is doing his job. I think he's great, but that bugged me, but you put it in a good light. Like, yeah, he's still a conservative leader, and he's got to placate. Okay. And now... Quote of the week to ponder as you consider life's most pressing sources. The quote of the week is by Winston Churchill, despite the fact that he was a racist imperialist. I love Winston. No, he was a hero. I've got the book. I love Winston Churchill. But I like this quote because it it feels appropriate for what I thought the topic was going to be, and then it became your wealth. Um, the quote is to, yeah, the, the quote is to improve is to change, to be perfect is to change often. And I don't think he was talking about underwear. I am realizing in my new 2024 year that the, the idea of, uh, absolution is 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 to play in the in the playground of insanity. Yep. As humans, I believe that we are all those of us that are good humans anyway are always striving to change and improve and and learn and new. So anybody who has like I'm settled, I'm at my place, I'm I'm fuck danger. Danger, Will Robinson. That is bad news. Anything can throw us off our fucking game. You can have your shit totally together. You've got your great job who makes six figures. You've got your home that's nearly paid off. You've got your car that is paid off. You've got your whatever the fuck. Your credit card that's earning miles. and But you lose your job. You lose your parent. You lose your fucking leg in a car accident. Whatever the fuck it is. Everything's changed. Yeah. Anything can change at any moment. And, and so change, like I said, what I like is, is he doesn't, that's what I love about this. He doesn't say to change is to improve. Yeah. He says that improvement comes from change. And it doesn't mean that all change is good. And it doesn't mean that all change is bad. It's the idea of forward motion. That forward motion. And to be, and to be perfect which is unattainable, but is yeah. to change often to constantly embrace the chaos of the world and to live with grace doing it. That is yeah. a, a great goal. There are six things you should do this week. My first thing is a watch. So I was sick this week. Uh, took a mental health day. Sure. Work. I, I lumping day. A lumping day. I yeah. felt I felt like shit, and you know, was it was it mental? Was it? I, I don't know. I felt you like were shit. stressed. I you stressed, Dad. You took a day. Nothing wrong with it. I, the next day, I felt better. Still really yeah. tired. Whatever. It's fine. So I watched slash slept through a lot of TV. Um, and read a lot of things, but my first thing is yeah, get to the watch American fiction. Jumping Jesus Christ, this goddamn fucking movie is so great. Um, I, I, it's just, it's just, it's just fucking great. It is. It's Jeffrey Wright. It should win every fucking. Yeah, award. it's Jeffrey Wright. It's a satire. The movies that do win them, fuck off. Like the movies, fine. No. My my first thing is a read, but it's a, a, a serious, like serious read. 
Like it's like seven, it's basically this is a reading list. Oh, okay. okay. Of of long articles about one topic. And this is from longreads.com and it is entitled Imperial Eras a Taylor Swift Studies Reading List. <laughs> because Taylor Swift is fascinating on about a thousand different levels given her amount of success sort of her humility and our fascination with her. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I don't really listen to Taylor Swift, but I read every one of these articles and I have a deeper appreciation of the phenomenon that is Taylor Swift. Again, I love it. Yeah. It's good stuff. I love it. My second thing is a watch. It's on Amazon Prime. Saltburn. Ugh, I hated it. Yeah, but everybody's watching it. It was fine. It was no. well acted. I, we talked about this, and I said to you. So bad. So hateful. The best thing about the movie, I think, is the sex scenes. The sex scenes are really well shot, and they're fucking hot. And the gay scenes, especially, are like, oh. Well, except. except oh, what's ex happening here? Except, oh, except for when Barry Cogan sucks up. Uh, the guy's uh, bathtub cum that's not sexy, and the time when he fucks, no, even where he where hot. where he fucks where he fucks the grave where he fucks the 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 fucking okay. grave the grave part is that's not sexy that's not sexy when he's eating out when he's eating out the sister when he's eating out the sister and she's on her period that's not that's not sexy. It's no, no, there's it's nothing, there's nothing hot about that movie. That is one of the most hateful fucking pieces of film I've seen in a long time. It's the most weirdest hot. I did not like that movie. Films. I don't. Yeah. My second thing is a read. It is in Quillette. The grave thing was totally fucked up though. The grave thing. I it was like, please don't, please don't, please don't. Oh, you're doing it. Okay. You're doing it. Okay. Just finish. Yeah. Yeah. Is it good? And everything's too long. Everything's too long. Man. Should I fuck dirt? Should all I'm saying is, all I'm thinking is Emerald just wanted to punish us. It's a hateful fucking thing. My second thing, in Quillette, shut up. In Quillette.com, JP DeRoyter writes. I'll be back in a minute. I'm going to go fuck some dirt. Stupidity as moral negligence, which I'm going to level straight at you. No, the, the subhead. Shut up. I'm fucking dirt. Don't disrupt me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The subhead it's, is. It's cold, but it's warm. It's weird. The subhead is those guilty of political stupidity do not necessarily suffer from a lack it's like of like a word, but like an earthworm is coming into my penis. It's not. I know it's not. I know it's not. But go on. Sorry, I'm. Li I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. I'm not. Li I'm not. Li oh God! Take that, Ernie. What? Boy, oh, there's there's dirt in your dirt, you fuck. And this is the ape cast with a drunk David Himmel. <laughs> I just fucked. I just fucked a grave. <laughs> Do you have a third thing? <laughs> Hang on, I went, I went down in a bit. It's a little dirt in my throat. Oh, God. My third thing is a read. <laughs> he suddenly became Foster Brooks. It's a, it's a, it's my third thing. My third thing is a read. It's a read. Jesus Christ. My, my third thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> That guy is funnier than shit. You know, he was just a dentist that did that Ameri routine and then became famous for it. That kills me. American fiction and the American fiction and the just literature problem. It's in the Atlantic. It's in the Atlantic. It's in the Atlantic. It's by Tyler Haas and Harper. My third thing is a watch. It's a it's a new it's a new Netflix reality show 
called The Trust. I'm not going to even bother explaining it. It's just called no, The Trust, and it's the meanest, seriously nastiest reality TV show I've ever seen. And I highly recommend that you watch it. Can you recommend something that I should actually watch? watch? <laughs> no, tonight, you you don't have the, the, the mental capacity to watch anything tonight, you drunk monkey. Hard days. You've drunk. Months. Now, don't tell me about how hard your month is. You're drunk. <laughs> Foster Brooks. I'm gonna watch Reacher. Huh? It's you good. Fight and punch and fuck your mother. No, he doesn't fuck mothers or graves. Not yet. Not yet. Season three. <laughs> and that's the show. Thank you for listening. God damn it. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on literateape.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you go to get that delicious podcast experience. If you enjoy the dulcet sounds of two white guys babbling about whatever comes into their stunted brains, leave us a review anywhere that, you know, re- reviews are left. And share it with someone whom which you have a dubious relationship. For information about Literate Ape, Go to literateape.com, of course, and check out the rest of our podcasts and our years of scribbling. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at localmotiveband.com. <laughs>